What is going on, Cyclone Nation? Welcome to the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast, Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Um, the audio might not be perfect. I don't have like one of my professional type microphones. I've been in Nashville this week uh, for a conference. Um, but I did want to chime in on some conference realignment stuff for you guys here in a short podcast to end the week. Of course, we'll be around if anything else happens. I just I still I think that we'll be a little bit of a standstill for for just a little bit with all this. But I have been taking some notes um, over the last couple of days on some recent thoughts. Um, and, I'll, and I'll try and get to all that again. This won't be exceptionally newsworthy, but just more. Uh, perspective and stuff like that now I've been doing this more and more I think I've written like 12 columns since the missile crisis began uh, for our premium and patreon members and I wanted to explain why uh, why I'm not doing that for everybody and it's just the it's the overall sensitivity of all of this and it's also because you know it's one it's super fluid two I don't necessarily um, I think any of you have followed realignment stuff by now. It gets super fluid. So a lot of times I'm, I'm, I'll comment on like a news report that may not even be true, right? And so what I'm trying to decipher through is what's real, what's not. And I like to do it behind those closed doors um, of the, pre, the kind of the safe space of the premium and Patreon pages because... I don't want to fan the flames publicly. And I feel like our premium and Patreon members, by signing up, you understand um, that this is, one, I'm, I, I am vetting things as well as I can. I'm doing my homework, and I'm, and I'm telling them that along the way. But um, I don't want to necessarily do it all publicly and be part of the noise, if that makes any sense. So I, di- I just wanted to clarify that. Um, try, I'm going to try and do a couple of free things a week as well, like this, with just overall analysis of everything. Before I begin today, I just wanted to run through this because I've, I've had like four or five people ask me this week, what is the difference between a Patreon uh, membership and a premium subscription? The reason we did this was not to be confusing. Um, it's because what I've found over the years is there are two vastly different um, people who consume our product here at Cyclone Fanatic. There's the forum users and there's the lurkers who don't really care much about the forum. They just want the news uh, and Cyclone analysis. The, the If you are a forum person, you like the back and forth of the Cyclone Fanatic community, then the premium membership is best thing for you. The content is the same. As, uh, there's a little bit difference in some levels of the Patreon with some of the town halls we do. But um, as far as like the insider stuff, that's, that's all the same. Uh, for the Patreon people, um, that's a better option if you like the news coming right to your email. Um, if you don't like forums, I mean, personally, like if, if I ever get out of this business, I'll never be on another forum again. Uh, but some people love it. I used to. Um, and, and I, but I do really appreciate the community aspect of them. So, like, it, it, it kind of just is up to you uh, with what type of, you know, uh, experience you would like. But I'm going to keep doing the, yeah, the majority of my realignment stuff will be behind that paywall. 
And another reason, too, is just the amount of time that it takes for me uh, to, you, you know, utilize these sources and the reporting on it. And I'm just I'm writing so much about all this that it is a time thing. And when I don't have that time, it takes away from us um, doing ad sales for Cyclone Fanatic and other ways for us to make revenues so that we can keep going and give you the free product that we do. So that's why. Uh, I hope you all understand that. If you're interested in a premium or Patreon membership, just go to CycloneFanatic.com. It's right on the front tab or the front page, the tabs Patreon and Premium, and you can see all of the details there. All right, um, I want to start with just a macro thought about what's bothering me the most about the the realignment story, um, and it has to do with Texas. I, you know, I've, I've I read a lot and been reading a lot of the Texas sites, a lot of the people and the writers I, I greatly respect. Um, but the one thing that I think is bothering me the most about all of this is just Texas's thoughts on itself obviously are quite grand. Um, this is a university, this is a fan base that, um, that thinks a lot of itself, and I'm putting it very nicely right there. Uh, but the fact is, over the last 10, 15 years, you look at Texas and you look at the Big 12, um, and a lot of the things that they are complaining about right now, you know, they really could have impacted in a, in a positive way. What, what would, um, you know, we all joked that it was called the Texas League for the last however many years. And the reason was because that is because everybody had to walk on eggshells to make sure that Texas was happy, right? How different could the league have been? And and I, and I don't know. I don't know the answer to this, but I just kind of apply it to just life in general. If you are in business with, let's say, um, some sort of titan of your industry, right? And that titan in your industry is constantly self-absorbent and constantly selfish compared to those around it. Looks down upon them, belittles them that type of an attitude what kind of a culture is that going to foster and i think that we could look back on this now that it's coming to an end and we could say the big 12 got exactly what it deserved right because of the uh, it was difficult for anybody to be a leader in this league with texas constantly lurking and frankly bitching and moaning about just about everything what could a league have done with real leadership from the University of Texas? You know, and that brand. And I'm not talking about like winning football games. That would have been nice. You know, if Texas wouldn't have been average for the last 10 years, I don't think we would be in this spot. The Big 12 would be in a much healthier position. But um, that's not my point. Like, just with their stature, if Texas could have been, uh, you know, a leader and, and, and helped. Um, Instead of being the, a form of selfish resistance, you know, actually led and been a positive influence on change for the league, right? Like, and it, it, I just, I've been thinking about that a lot lately and just the lack of leadership from the Big 12's flag, flagship institution for the last 50 years or 15, whatever it seems like, 50. Um, so I've been thinking about that. Um, and, and again, like, I, I, I guess watching that hearing in Texas is what made me start to think about all this. Because I think that the other schools would have been fine with that. I honestly do. 
because they were so reliant on Texas, right? And we and we all know that. Like it sucks, but it's the truth. But it just like Texas always wanted to take, and um, and it, it, you know, and I can see the Texas message board of the Oklahoma guys going like, oh, well, we've been propping you guys up for for this long or whatever. Yeah, yeah, true. But um, that's kind of the problem, though. Like the attitude. Like if if that was the case, they should have just gone independent or left if they didn't want to be a part of a group, right? And, 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 and that wasn't really the case either because for the longest time, the Big 12 Conference didn't um, share television money equally. And that was the only conference in America that was like that. So it's not like this has always been kumbaya, you know, 50-50 across the board. It, it really hasn't been that way. Um, Speaking of that Texas Senate meeting, it was absolutely epic. Uh, I mean, and forget I'm not I'm no longer being like serious now. Well, I, I'm being serious, but not like like. Did you guys listen to that thing? Like when the lady, uh, the the congresswoman was like, "Yeah, how much money do you spend? Oh yeah, and you're still three and seven versus the horn frogs." It was the gift that keeps on giving. If you guys haven't gone. And watch the highlights from that thing yet, you are absolutely missing out. Like, I just absolutely priceless. I hope they have like four more of those over the next year. Um, Kansas um, and the Big Ten is a rumor out there. I did write about this for our premium subscribers on Wednesday. I just going to be honest and say I don't know I, I think that we really need to be able to say that sometimes I don't know it seems like I've been skeptical of this thing the whole time uh, it does seem like there's a little more juice to it today but I'm still skeptical we will find out I, it it just seems odd to me um, I guess, like, on the surface, I feel like Kansas would be fine in the Big Ten. I understand their lack of a football program, but, like, if you are Fox, I mean, and, and even ESPN to that, I, I, I do think that in some cases basketball does matter, and they all and everybody denies that. And But it's like, uh, you know, especially with these streaming services, I wrote about this earlier in the week. I mean, if you're – wanting people to sign up for ESPN plus or whatever Fox's version of that is Kansas basketball fans, fans will sign up, you know, I mean, but the, the problem is their football program so terrible, you know, that it, it makes it, it makes it a hard sell, but I'm not going to say that anybody talking about this is wrong. I'm just saying that if, you know, if it is true, you know, if it is true, then um, they're doing a really good job of hiding it from, from people who matter. Um, all right, move on from there. And, and, and I would also say they probably need a dancing partner. It just finds it odd that the Big Ten would go to 15 and they add the one school that they add is Kansas. Doesn't that seem odd to anybody else? And we haven't heard anything about a dancing partner. And then, like, my, you know, my brain that likes to wander was like is that iowa state and we just haven't heard about it <laughs> not starting any rumors if that's the case i have no i know nothing about it but that's kind of how this is going to go right if 
if these schools are going to jump leagues and stuff, the more noise that's out there, um, the I, I've said this from day one. Like, if you're an Iowa State fan, you want it to be quiet. You don't want leaks. And that's why, like, I've, I've been telling our subscribers, like, I'm not going to just create news for you guys. Because I don't have anything right now on Iowa State. Um, wrote everything. I wrote about 1,500 words about it the other day. Uh, elsewhere, um, as I look around, uh, the American responded to Bob Bullsby's claims that ESPN had been working under the table with them to blow up and dissolve the Big 12. Um, of course, they denied it. I will go to my grave saying that Bob Bullsby did not make this up. There was zero incentive for him to just completely lie about this. Of course, there's two sides to every story, but the, of course they're going to re- deny that. Their their bank, which is ESPN, was in the crosshairs of this thing. Like, is in the crosshairs. Of the, like, you, you think that the American is going to throw daddy in jail? Hell no. I don't. I do not think that Bob Bullsby's lying about this. About the fact that he has unequivocal proof or whatever the hell it was he said. He absolutely does. And that's fine. Like, I, don't, I don't know what comes of it, but my point is, what do you think the Americans going to say? You think they're going to be like, yeah, you know, ESPN literally funds our athletic departments and, and they were, they've been trying to dissolve the Big 12. They've been trying to get us. To, no, they're not going to say that. So don't like it's good reporting. I'm glad they got the guy on the record, but I don't I don't believe him. That's about it on the realignment that I've got for you. So, fall camp does start this week. In fact, I, I believe it started today. Or it's, maybe it's tomorrow. I'm not sure. This is kind of Jared's thing. Uh, Jared and Rob are going to be all over fall camp. And this is where we make the transition. I'm going to be doing a lot of the realignment stuff here at Cyclone Fanatic. Uh, Jared and Rob are going to be really hammering out fall camp. I, I've, I've made it a point that I want our staff to really cover the football team and I don't because I think it's easy for everybody to obsess over this realignment stuff it, it really is like reality television and it could become addicting this realignment stuff but I don't want all of us to be absorbed by it so Rob and Jared are going to be hammering football coverage like we normally do uh, Iowa State has a top 10 football team folks two Heisman Trophy contenders really exciting stuff and we are not going to let the uncertainty and negativity and controversy completely overwhelm us we're to the point where we're not doing our job to cover the cyclone. So Matt Campbell meets with the media on Friday. We will have complete coverage of that, as we always do. With, um, with that being said, uh, I'm going to sign off. Just a quick one here today. I just wanted to give a little bit of analysis on notes that I've been taking down here. Um, and I will be back in Iowa on Saturday, ready to hit the ground running uh, this weekend. Iowa State Football Media Day is on Monday, so we are um, ready to roll. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, remember uh, to rate, subscribe, and review us. Uh, hope you enjoy everything here on the Cycle and Fanatic Podcast Network. We will be in our in-season coverage starting next week so we look forward to that and we thank you all for listening here on the cyclone fanatic podcast network